0: Welcome to the B-Side Boys Podcast. Who do you think you are, I am? An Iowa rugby podcast. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, now you do. With your host, Mr. Gray. (laughs) Big meaty man slapping me. (laughs) And Billy V. I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds.
1: Brought to you by Rotor Epoxy. This is the adult tour, which means you can drink if you want and we can say whatever the hell we want. <laughs> my
2: music.
0: This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild.
3: So there I was in the wombat den. Billy B. how you doing? I'm good. Yeah, I've been having a pretty good weekend so far. I can't help but notice you got a lot done as well.
0: Yeah, man. So
3: this past week, the kids are with my
0: in-laws, Nana and Papa, over in Dubuque. And because they don't get to see Kobe and Murphy, who are two and a half, and Murphy's going to be one soon, that's why we're doing a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, we, I figured at, Murphy's first birthday party is coming up, and so we want to make sure the house is ready. So every summer, the kids go to Nana and Papa for a whole week. So they get to basically take all the stuff they want to do with them, and they jam it into one week and like every day they're doing stuff. And while they're away, it's not a vacation for us. We laid down sod. I put a new solar cover on the pool. Uh, I edged the front yard. Did all sorts of landscaping. Rebuilt a retaining wall for our garden in the front yard or our flower bed. Uh, you know, just going to stain the deck. Uh, a lot more work to do. Uh, going to pick them up tomorrow though. So, yeah. Yeah. We've been busy. It's just a little bit, yeah. Oh, got all sorts of new tubs, organized the kids' clothes, put them under the stairs. Like, as you can tell, the Wombat Den uh, took a hit. Wombat Den did,
3: did take a bit of a hit, but I mean. A lot of the tools. Rest of the house is looking, Tools, I need my tools. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what about the house? What were you going to say? No, it looks great. You guys are doing
0: awesome. Yeah, you went to go use the restroom without permission. and uh, <laughs> I thought I was welcome in this place. <laughs> you are. But when you came out and you're like, wow, it looks really nice. I'm going to clip that and I'm going to send it to Lex. You said that on your own. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, any plans for the fourth? That's coming up tomorrow. Mm. No, I don't really have any. Oh. oh. I think we're going to just jump in our pool and then go to either Urbandale or West Des Moines Fireworks. Mm, okay. So, yeah, I don't know. That'll be fun. If you want to jump in the pool, too. Right, Holler. Let us know. I don't know. Okay. The kids will be back. Yeah. So, yeah. Just so you know. So, I got all the pool
3: noodles ready to go. So, this is not an adult-only party. Never mind.
0: I've got kids. <laughs> Father of two. Father of two, man. <laughs> and speaking of two, there are only two teams left in Major League Rugby <laughs> in contention for the Shield. Oh, it's such a good transition. I loved it. I made that up. On that was flight. that was good. Just, that was good. You know, first thing we wanted to talk about, Major League Rugby. We talked about, you know, the conference finals were this weekend. And we know we kind of dipped a little in our interest in it because again, Chicago, we kind of took them on as like our new favorite. Tough year for them. And then, you know, some of the players we know weren't really getting the minutes we were hoping they'd get. And then just we had a lot of stuff going on. But yeah. now that we're ramping back up. So the New England Free Jacks, they played Old Glory. New England was the one seed. They win twenty-five to seven. Never really a doubt.
3: New England was yep. in control. They're uh, number twelve. Dude, he's so good. He runs so hard. He oh He runs my God. so hard. And, and that, honestly, that score is not really like a good indicator of like how the game was going because New England was just dominating the like, entire match. Mm-hmm. Like I think what Old Glory punched one in like with eight, seven minutes left to go. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, they, it was a shutout, and it just seemed like New England was just ball control, territory control. And again, just, they scored in the first three minutes, 45 seconds. Yeah. And you knew right away, like, dude, they're playing hard. Mm-hmm. They're playing hard. So, New England Free Jacks, they win the East. And we kind of, after, what, four or five weeks, we kind of knew they were the favorite of yeah, the East. Of the East, the for East sure, Yeah. The East
3: was really down. Yeah. I would say, Besides, what was it? Uh, was new york the next high seat up and pff, they were almost they were just barely over 500 i believe
0: right yeah and new york got beat by
3: old glory, glory yeah so the, it was the number
0: one versus the number three but on the other side in the west you had a really tough tough division but san diego came into this match 15 and 1 they had a buy the only loss they had was to houston 15 and 1 man they are an amazing squad They host the Seattle Seawolves. And again, San Diego takes it 32 to 10. We kind of knew middle of the season, hey, San Diego, they're the team to beat in the West. Mm -hmm. At the start of the year, we were kind of like, ooh, Seattle, Seattle, they're back. Yeah. Seattle is back. But the consistency of San Diego and just the play of uh, their wings are. 14, oh my God. Yeah. Opposite of Nate Osberger, who got invited to the USA Rugby Camp in August and while I was watching the San Diego Legion play the Seattle Seawolves Eight players from that match were invited to the USA Rugby Like camp for their next um, Tour that they're mm. doing yeah. for the Eagles three from San Diego five from Seattle so a lot of American talent playing on a high stage uh yeah number fifteen Mikey Teo he's so fun to watch as just that powerful fullback but he's, he looks so big to be fullback but he's so good uh, he's so quick yeah. and then also too they just had some really good set pieces they also they had the ball for over sixty percent of the match they were in Seattle's territory for over sixty like five percent of the match mm. and then yeah it it was just really fun to watch and once Seattle scored that try because they only had three points they score a try they make the kick 15 minutes left in the match you're like all
3: right it's chipping it i think in it way, was
0: 25
3: it's 27 to 10 seven ten. Yep. 10 yeah
0: 27 to 10 15 minutes left like, okay seattle they got something san diego kicks off their jumper misses the ball and the wing catches it from san diego so they return the kickoff that they he kicked. He like just walked it into. Oh, yeah. He caught that on the fly. Didn't even break his stride. And you knew right there. Like, oh, San Diego wins. And it was crazy. At halftime, it was 13-3. And the announcers were even saying, like, I'm a little surprised San Diego hasn't broken this apart yet. Because they predicted, too. They're like, San Diego is going to just steamroll them. Mm-hmm. Seattle kept it close. But then, I mean, that 60-minute mark, it just it fell apart. Yeah, um, San Diego showed why they're one of the top teams. One of the top two, two, two,
3: two teams.
0: <laughs> and, think about uh, the war. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, July 8th is going to be an awesome matchup between New England and San Diego. That's going to be in Chicago. Remember, the Chicago Hounds are hosting the MLR final. Dogtown block party at SeatGeek Stadium. So if you get a ticket, the pregame has a concert with DJ Diesel. That's Shaquille O'Neal and then you get to watch the match and then there's a post-game concert with the Dropkick
3: Murphys it's gonna be insane yeah I'm really sad I'm not gonna be able to go I wanna go so bad Ugh. yeah we were talking about how
0: cool that would be I mean we went to a Chicago Hounds game well I guess you weren't there for that either were no, you? no I wasn't so it's just one of those things that they have a really cool place to tailgate the game will be on TV on Fox
3: yeah that's that's
0: wild so two o'clock on July eighth, and July eighth is a Saturday. So a Saturday at two p.m. That's a very tough time slot. I remember last year too. It was around. It was something similar too. Yep. It was a weird time slot it was because they had. It was on a
3: Sunday too, or something like that. Wasn't they it? had
0: USFL after it, and they were hoping that like, ooh, and they had USFL like a documentary before it. And they were hoping some football fans would watch it. So not sure what is on TV before or after, but if you're not able to go to Chicago, which I mean, I'm sure a lot of people probably won't be able to go. If you can go, it's going to be insanely and awesome.
3: And like the tickets aren't like crazy either. I think when we looked, it was
0: $32 like, was the cheapest.
3: Yeah. It's like the whole package. You get two like, concerts f- and an MLR yeah, game. Yeah, It was like 50 bucks or something like that. No, no, no. No, no, I mean, like, I was in it with $50, and it was, like, covering everything. Like, the party, the oh, I thought free contest. I
0: thought as long as you got a ticket, you got into everything.
3: Uh, I th- I, say, I thought it was something like Uh-oh. that, but I'm not 100% sure, I guess. so.
0: I'm not sure either, but if you go, it's going to be awesome, and it'll be worth that low price point, whatever it is. Yeah. 32 50 whatever. I mean, you get, two, you get two concerts and a rugby match. If you're not able to go, watch it on TV. It's on Fox 2 o'clock, July 8th, Saturday. If you're not ab- able to watch it, just turn your TV on so they get the count the views. Yeah. Hopefully there's a better viewership than last year. Just because we want to see growth and viewership in the championship is the number one way they're going to measure that. Yeah. And the number one way advertisers are going to be like, should we invest or should we not? Oh. Eyeballs in TV. As much as it sucks, the product could be amazing, but if people aren't watching on TV... The league won't last long. Yeah, it's, so it's not going to
3: grow as much. But
0: but San Diego, yeah. they had
3: a shitload yeah, of fans. Yeah, a lot of fans. Yeah, I mean, Free Jacks have been having a, quite a few fans at a lot of their mm-hmm. matches too. Like, they have like been posting record numbers like every other week it seems.
0: And having two of the best fan bases meet in the middle in Chicago it's be awesome.
3: I hope that that is going to be good for them. Yeah,
0: so it's going to be some real high level rugby for the day. Definitely. So make sure you check that out. New players coming into the Major League Rugby world are going to be seen at the Shield. The Collegiate Rugby Shield. It's where it starts. It starts at the Shield. Uh, Basically what the Rugby Shield is, it's like an all-star exhibition match. There's going to be two teams and collegiate players will play against each other. Everyone from the MLR will scout it. And then half of the guys will get drafted. Just how the numbers worked last year. So where to watch it's on fs1 on july 13th at 7 p.m central time phil are you gonna come over yeah, i was to my just house? gonna
3: say we talked about that last time about watching at your place i'd be so down to do that
0: yeah it's gonna be right after my hernia surgery so i'm not gonna oh, be... you're not gonna be doing anything <laughs> yeah so i'm gonna be posted up on the couch just chilling uh you can go up the stairs
3: and grab me a nice beverage if i get thirsty <laughs> you know I, I can do that. I can handle that. I, I did say he'll come over and help out if need be. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. I'm dying.
0: <laughs> no, I'm glad to take care of that. I just want to get back so I can get back on the field. Oh, that's understandable. But, again, the Shield. Watch a bunch of college stars. Two guys from Iowa State are going to be on there. And then, who do we got? Aiden, Aiden Lewis? Aiden,
3: yeah, Aiden Lewis from Iowa State is going to be on there. And then and also then, uh, Aiden Farrell is going to be on there as well. From Iowa Central. From Iowa Central, yeah. And then also from Iowa State. Alex Geysert.
0: Alex Geysert is next. (laughs) Oh, that's intense. I like how they're they're stepping up their social media for this, too. Oh, for sure, man. Because, again, they want it to look professional, feel professional, and it makes the kids feel good. And then also Major League Rugby invests into it. They're going to be scouting it. So, no, it's going to be awesome, man. So check that out. You're going to see the next phase Next wave of MLR players and also a lot of D1 rugby players and guys who might play overseas. Maybe some future Eagles. Check it out. Also, speaking of professionalism and stepping up of how your look looks, Mm. some exciting news. Jordan Sanderson from Des Moines Rugby, coaches at Ankeny. He is an alumni of Iowa State. A lot of local connections. Oh, yeah. He has started a new rugby apparel company called BBP Rugby. So you want to look professional? You need to check out BBP Rugby. Let's talk to them. Let's get hold of them. This interview is brought to you by Tighthead Brewing Company. Tighthead Brewing Company is a craft brewery located in Mundelein, a suburb of Chicago. Their brew pub is a neighborhood institution where friends and families can meet up and enjoy great music, wonderful company, and the best beer in town. Since they opened their doors in 2011, they've poured their heart and soul into every glass. Stop in and taste what they're talking about. Also, if you are not from Chicago, make sure you go to your local grocery store, liquor store, restaurant, bar, pub, whatever. Ask the bartender, ask the owner, ask whoever runs the place for Tight Head Brewing Company beer. They. Distribute through Dahl. Distributing, you can drink it in Iowa. It is found in Iowa. And, oh yeah, the name Tighthead. Bruce played rugby for 13 years, mostly as a Tighthead prop. Bruce is the owner, founder, and master brewer. Enjoy Tighthead Brewing Company.
3: All right, now joining us for the interview portion of the show, we have Iowa State alumni legend Jordan Sanderson joining us tonight. Jordan, how are you doing? Hey guys, how are you doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, super excited to have
0: you because you've got a pretty awesome brand new thing going on. You have BBP Rugby. Uh, Can you tell us, what is BBP Rugby?
1: BBP Rugby stands for, it's a funny story. BBP stands for Bully Brand Performance. And it was originally, it started as my way to kind of get into making jerseys okay because it's playing as much rugby as i have i've worn all kinds of jerseys Mm. some i some that i absolutely loved and some that i didn't love so much (laughs) feel that (laughs) (laughs) and 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 the name bully brand i have two french bulldogs Mm. and it was just kind of a way to fit them into that okay and um, that makes
3: sense with the logo okay yeah i was was trying to figure that out too i was like i mean it's a cool logo and i'm just like Huh, I was gonna ask you like where the inspiration came from, but answer that for me.
0: Because when I think of like bully bully rugby, you know, like we'll talk about that. Like, oh, we got to play a bully style of game. Like, run straight at the person and stiff arm them straight in the chest and make them back down. It's like, no, it's your dog.
1: <laughs> right. And even having even knowing, I kind of thought that at the beginning. So that's why I kind of went with, okay, I'm making this logo. I have to make sure that you can't not know that it is a bulldog. <laughs> yeah,
0: I like how your branding is like, oh, bully! It's a bulldog, tough. Our branding, right. b Side Boys.
3: <laughs> we're <Right>. second side. <laughs> we're
0: second. We're second tier. Um, you know, self awareness. <laughs> but no. So, how did you get started with this? Anything like in college that pushed you towards this, or just? Uh, like what was your major or was there just an opportunity you saw or was it just you wore so many shitty jerseys like around the collar (laughs) that you're like I will make the perfect rugby jersey
1: right I mean the goal is to create the perfect rugby jersey but (laughs) um, I don't I would say just being around the game I kind of saw and I know there's a lot of really good companies that make jerseys and stuff but I kind of saw a gap in the market where I thought I could fit with jerseys, and since then it's become more than just that, right? I go through, and it's a lot harder to design a a custom rugby jersey than you think. Mm -hmm. And you kind of get an appreciation for just clothing in general and designing this, and it's fun and I enjoy it. There's an artistic uh, side to it, and I just kind of, and that's where we've kind of went into clothing, and it's kind of grown more than more than rugby jerseys and about my French Bulldogs.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And so who are some of the people you're trying to work with? Or, like, what is your goal? Like, where where are you trying to go with this? Who do you want to work with? Um, What is that going to look like for you? Right.
1: And uh, my goal would be to go... I've always wanted to work with, um, like, Iowa Youth Rugby. I like the high school game, uh, the Wombats, Des Moines Rugby Club. I like the men's side game. I'd never say never to doing... Professional stuff, but right now I I like to put my attention towards the parts of the games I feel like I can have the biggest. Um, what am I trying to say? The biggest uh, impact exactly. on.
0: Yeah, and I think that's cool too. Like, you're from Iowa. You're 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 coaching in the Iowa Youth Rugby Association with Ankeny. Ankeny got new kits. You made the brand new Ames High School team. You made their kits, which are awesome. The Atomics. Like I've never seen like a like an atom. like a, like the molecular or nuclear atom, like on a Jersey. It's such a sick Jersey. And then just, you know, being a part of it, seeing it there and like trying to work with all these Iowa clubs, you know, that's our whole goal too, is like connecting people in Iowa and to have someone who's able to produce jerseys, merchandise, all these things. You don't have to go to China. You don't have to go all the way to California or Colorado or overseas in uh new zealand australia a lot like world rugby shop i know when the wombat started we put up an order on there the markup was insane because it was like for a blank canterbury shirt it was already like 42 dollars Put your right. logo on it. It's another $8. And then shipping oh. is like $12. You're looking at like a $50, $60 t-shirt. And like, you can add money for a kickback. <laughs> and, like, no one's going to buy a $60 t-shirt. And, and the
3: logo falls off after like three washes. So that's always fun too. Yeah. Right.
0: So I love, love that you're here and love that you're doing this.
1: Yeah, I, I love that aspect too. Actually being able to put a, put a face to a name and know all the people. And shout out to uh, Aiden Lewis, the Ames head coach, Iowa State player I mean just like that I get to work with people that I know even if I don't know them so well people I enjoy to be around and when uh Aiden reached out to me I mean if Aiden would have reached out and said hey I need custom diapers man I'd have, I'd have got it done for him I love that
3: guy <laughs> is he gonna sport any of your stuff while he's down uh doing collegiate shield like gonna send him I... any shirts or anything <laughs>
1: I, I've, I he has a couple of shirts. I'll make sure to send him some more.
3: <laughs> Get him a custom like headband
0: and he can wear like yeah, right. a headband with the bully logo on the center of it. And then people are like, what's that logo?
3: BBP? What? What? They're Googling it. Was, it? it actually works. <laughs> yeah. We've been looking
1: into the, the scrum cap. I might have to send him a sample there. Okay. Of that.
3: That's a good idea, actually. That that way be... better than headband. <laughs> yeah, <that's way> better.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking headband because Trout always wears a oh, headband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Aiden would probably look better in that that scrum half stand out a little bit, you know. Yeah, and correct. no, and we've got a little breaking news here ourselves. Someone else that you're working with, you are going to be the official merchandise partner with the B Side Boys. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, do you want to tell people what's coming their way soon?
1: Yeah. We just we had a little talk about it. We're uh, gonna go. Start with a, a shirt, two shirts. Um, they should be up on the site. I would say, what's the date today? Is it the second? It's the second, or, second, yeah. The second, I would say by the end of the week. I'm hoping to get that up. We're actually, and this is something else we can go into. We're actually going into BBP Dance. My girlfriend, she's an awesome dancer, inspiration behind. I wanted to kind of give her something there. And let her kind of go wild with designing that kind of stuff. I nice. feel like dance and rugby are kind of parallels in the the kind of exposure they get in America. So anything I can help with that, yeah, um... I'm willing to do. So we're going into that. Hopefully all that stuff will be up on the at the same time. I want to get it up by the end of the week. But with 4th of July, we might push just right past that, 5th or 6th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm super excited about that. And we uh, we talked about it. You guys, we seem to have the same mission. When it comes to not just rugby in Iowa, but rugby in general, it's a game that we love, that we all understand that we can't play forever, but we want to have an impact after that. So that's kind of where we're at there.
0: Yeah, and in our conversations, like, before talking and off of the podcast, yeah, it just, it's really cool to see, like, and I don't know if that's because we've played rugby in Iowa for the last however long we've all played, and just, I don't know if that's instilled in Iowa rugby culture or just, around central iowa but just wanting to be like hey i want to be a part of the game i want to help people have a great experience i had a great experience with rugby so i want others to have a great Mm -hmm. experience and it's just cool it's like we're doing telling stories sharing stories preserving stories you're gonna you know make these uniforms these merchandise orders that people can you know promote themselves represent themselves and have a look that feels and looks professional um and they're just kind of proud to wear their colors you know so it's just cool that we have these people locally that are, are doing these things to you know keep pushing the game forward because like we try to highlight is there's so many different pockets of Iowa that is doing cool things you know right. I'd love to see like Intercity Sevens we talk about them I think every episode especially yeah. in the summer they have six teams with six different unique logos
3: zero jerseys and chances right. are they're gonna have more teams next year too so
0: so I'm just right. saying Mark Blong give BBP rugby a call. I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying like
4: yes sir, Reach that would, out. we'll
0: take care of you. That would be amazing. Like they already have their branding, their logos, their colors. Um and then there's new high school teams. Later in this episode, we're going to talk to Eric Frana and he's starting the Prairie Girls rugby program and I'm pretty sure there's a boys team that's coming next spring. I mean, there's new I new teams all over the place that yep. are going to be popping up that need jerseys. BBP right. Rugby is going to be the place to go. Well, and updating kits, too. <laughs> I
1: appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, let's talk about, too, you know, you're still playing, though. You're not done. Uh, how's the summer going? You're playing for Des Moines' Premier 7 side. You're in the Midwest Premier 7s. Um, how's that been going?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, just playing. I've been playing for Des Moines since high school, really. We mm-hmm. Back when they had a 15s team, I played for them during the summer. Uh, and just being in and out, so obviously I don't have the best uh, view of it as everyone else, just being in and out between Iowa Central, Des Moines Rugby Club, then Iowa State, Des Moines mm-hmm. Rugby Club. But I would say that this year's Sevens team, I mean, I'm comfortable saying that we're looking really, really good. It's a, it's, it's a lot of fun to hang out with the guys, and especially the guys that now that I'm not the youngest guy out there, mm-hmm. I, have, I have kids that I've played with, I have kids that I've coached, and so it's just an awesome experience. And on top of that, we get to play really good
0: rugby. So, yeah, I saw Dennis Oliver said something. You have multiple guys from Ankeny. And then Evan Sunday said you guys have – I mean, almost everyone on that squad is, is from would yeah, say Yeah,
3: it's like an <laughs> yeah. alumni sevens team. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, that's so cool to see the, the talent that Ant is pushing through. I did see um, your guy, Aiden Lewis, is playing for Kansas City right now. That's kind of yeah. wild to see him down yeah. there with the Blues on their seven squad. But, I mean – iowa state guys all over the place block party sevens so you guys started off hot and it just seemed like you had some close matches maybe some unlucky stuff that happened no reason you guys couldn't have won that tournament Do you want to walk us through like block party what, what were the vibes how did it go um and then what's the next tournament coming up
1: yeah block party was a fun one i like you said we started we started really really well with the first three games um after that we in the semifinals, we got to play uh, the St. Louis Bombers. Mm-hmm. They were the second seed, but, man, they're a really, really good team. Yeah. And, I, you, you know, it's hard to come out and win three games against teams you know that are really good that deserve to be there
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then kind of be on top of the world and learn in the first couple minutes of a game that maybe you maybe you're playing a really, really good team that shouldn't be the – the second seed, seat, seat, and then to crawl back from that, which I'm proud of the boys that we did that, right? It was, mm-hmm. we got down 14-0 in the first couple minutes, but after that, it was a game that could have went either way. And we were crawling back, and then we lost uh, the last second one to the Kansas City Blues. Shout out Aiden, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn <that> we, him. <laughs> we beat that same team earlier in the tournament, and it's just, I mean, there's a lot to there's a lot to learn there, and I think that's the important part there. Uh, it's learning how to, I don't want to say take the losses, but to overcome adversity. Mm-hmm. And with such a young team, I mean, I'm, a, I'm glad we got to see that then. Yeah. And we have another chance this coming up weekend when we go to Lamont, Lamont, Illinois.
0: The Blaze Field.
1: The Blaze Field, yep.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing about sevens too, especially this premier sevens from what we saw. Phil was up at the block party. He was trying to peek over there, but the fields were so far apart. Yeah, it was definitely. hard to catch both. But like I was like looking at scores and following along throughout the day, and you know, almost any of those teams seem like they could beat anyone, and that's why it's cool this series exists because, like you said, you you beat them earlier in the day, you know, right. and then to play them again, it's so hard to beat a high-level sevens team, you know, more than once. Yeah. And you could play the same team a hundred <laughs> times, and you'd yeah. split 50 you know. And I think. That's what's cool about this series is that there's so much talent in these Midwest teams. And it's cool to see Des Moines with so many Iowa State kids, um, you know, right there in the mix. Where, again, there's no reason you guys can't uh, finish number one in one of these tournaments. You can't, or like, there's no reason you can't qualify for nationals because you're right there with them. Are there any adjustments going into this next week? Anything you guys have been talking in practice? Did you have any film uh, what's Coach saying moving into the next tournament at Lamont?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh shout out to John Kelly stepping up, being the Des Moines mm-hmm. Sevens coaches here. He's doing an awesome job. Um, I would say it's just and it's just little things. We're uh, we're even during the games we were talking about it felt more like we were losing games to ourselves. Hmm rather than we were, teams were just beating us because they're that much better. And that's not to discredit the Bombers or the Blues because they're both really good teams, but it it did, you you felt that feeling out there where we were making the mistakes and they were just good enough to capitalize on them. Yep. Just little things like that, that we're going to tighten up. And I mean, after that, that was a a hard one. Uh, We had a couple of guys beat up, but we're ready to get back to work this week and prep for another leg of the series.
0: Nice. Uh, John Kelly, man, he is on a tear coaching. I mean, Mm -hmm. taking Lincoln to a second place state finish in 1A and then jumping right from that into doing, you know, Des Moines sevens. Uh, Speaking of coaching, how is it coaching Ankeny? Uh, What's that been like for you?
1: Yeah, coaching Ankeny is awesome. Ankeny has great kids. Uh, I would say I, I stand on the the shoulders of giants when it comes to coaching. I've been fortunate enough to have about any kind of coach you, you can ask for. I mean, Mm -hmm. I had Dennis and Evan in high school. So that started off good. I went to Iowa central and got to see kind of that more high performance environment with Nelly, which you guys have had on here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then I went to Iowa state and got to be a chance or get a chance to kind of build towards something right. That we saw back then, but now obviously everyone else sees that now. Yeah mm-hmm. and so I've kind of went, went through the, the gamut of coaches. and so I, I feel confident in having these different kind of elements of, I mean, I can pull out a little Evan and get after it if I need to. <laughs> I can be a nice guy and be a, an Ann or a Dennis and I kind of <laughs> know the structures and know how to f- feed it to them with a little bit of with a little bit of Nelly. So I, I'm loving coaching. The kids are awesome. That always helps, too. I can't sit up here and say that I'm the whole pie. Those kids are a big piece of the pie. And mm-hmm. every single year, we get great kids. And mm-hmm. we're starting to get to the point where those sophomores when I first started are now seniors. And there's, they're going to be really, really good. And we're also getting – and even the girls' team, too. I coach the girls' team. They're amazing. Uh, and we're kind of getting to that point where you have kids that have bought in, which mm-hmm. is a weird experience for me because when I was in high school, rugby was like – Friend convincing you to play rugby your junior year and you kind of avoided them until they got you out there and then you went out and you fell in love with it but it seems like we have kids now that start as freshmen sometimes and by the time that they leave I mean they're just they're just something else we have a bunch of girls that have bought in uh shout out to Lauren Heimer I play with both of her older brothers we have Marissa Vernon she's been awesome the last three years on the boys' side, Zach English. He's going to Iowa State. Mm, nice. So that makes me feel good. We got um, Lucas Brule. He's a really, really good player. A really, oh, yeah. really, really good player. Right. And I, I can't say that I've – I would love to sit, sit here and say that I did everything for <laughs> Lucas and take a full credit with that, but he was going to be good regardless. And When you have someone like that that buys in, I mean, it can you could have anybody coach it, so I don't want to take too much credit there or coach him.
0: <laughs> Speaking of Brule – Yeah, when Valley was matched up to play Ankeny, and I was the guy who broke down our film, and I was watching your guys' film, and I told our guys, hey, always shade in. There should always be two guys, so he can't cut. Like, this guy is going to cut us up. Like, backside, you need to cheat. Like, I don't care what it looks like. Cheat towards him. And he still, I think the first try he scored at the state tournament, he cut three of our guys, like, just... Jab, step, jab, step, jab, step. Three uh, guys <laughs> missed. And it was just like, boom, boom, boom. And I know exactly what you mean because it felt like in that valley Ankeny match, we dropped two balls very early in the match and we're down 14 nothing. It was just like, you cannot spot a team that, that that is that athletic, 14 points that early. And it was just so tough. And I, I told him like, that's the guy. And they matched up. They lined up right on him. And they just couldn't make the tackle because he is just, Uh, a standout player it'll be fun to watch his career continue to develop and yeah no that's funny you say that too about you got kids that are freshmen sophomores sticking it out because again this past year with valley i think we had 17 first year seniors and uh, it was great to have those numbers but now we're looking at each other we have four kids returning so (laughs) waiting for that to build up to the same way that's awesome you have that going
1: right you guys you guys had success this, this year you guys will be fine yeah, I think <laughs> everything man
0: Parker's young, he knows how to connect to the youth. I think he's already I think we're up to twelve he kids now <laughs> because he, he plays that Instagram game pretty hard. So Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So no man, I'm I'm excited for you. You got the Ankeny Girls season coming up soon. You know, you got Des Moines Sevens trying to compete at nationals. You got the D2 season coming around the corner too. Mm-hmm. BBP Rugby is taking off. Yeah. So, again, if anybody wants to do merchandise like a store order or they need a new kit for the fall, how do they get in touch with you? What's that process look
1: like? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, We have website online, bbpsport.com. If you go on, follow us on Instagram, it's just Rugby. Um, The link to our website is there. If you get onto our website, there's a contact us link. You fill out the little survey, and we get an email, and we will get in touch with you.
0: Perfect. Awesome, man. Well, we appreciate you for being the B-Side Boys merchandise uh, main I'm the guy that just be the guy you're the, you're guy. the guy you're the guy <laughs> um I lost my words there I've been working in the sun all week uh laying down it's like what I do every
3: day shut
0: up I'm not my body's not used to it I'm frail <laughs> and my skin I burn so easy my brain has turned to mush but Jordan again thank you so much yeah. for joining us man uh we appreciate it and we'll definitely be in touch soon
1: yeah I appreciate it guys I love everything you're doing keep up the good work and yeah we'll talk soon all right cheers man thank you
3: And now let's take a break to hear from one of our sponsors. Convergence Acquisitions LLC is an organization dedicated to providing their creditor partners with a compliance solution for accounts receivable portfolio sales and servicing they enable for their clients to focus on their core business and provide them with a reliable partner they can count on to acquire distressed portfolios. Through over 30 years of accounts receivable management experience, they have developed processes and procedures to recover account portfolios while exceeding compliance expectations. They have partnered with well-respected law firms and other recovery vendors to create an ideal solution for their partners. Convergence Acquisitions evaluates and acquires portfolios including credit card, retail card, consumer loans, auto loans, draft deposit accounts, EMS services, and more. For more information on selling portfolios to use, please contact our business development team at 855-200-6096 or via email at acquisitions at convergenceacquisitions.com.
0: All right, and that was Jordan Sanderson. That interview was presented by Tighthead Brewing Company. Make sure, again, you go to your local hy V or if you're in Des Moines Gateway Market mm-hmm. and then also if you have a local watering hole make sure you ask the bartender or manager for Tighthead Brewing Company it is distributed through Dahl Distributing you can get it here in Iowa if you're in Mundelein Chicago go to the Brew House go to the brewery check it out great people great time drink Tighthead Brewing Company and you know I'm super excited that we have merchandise for the b-side boys i know
3: me too i love the shirts they're
0: so cool oh, dude they're fantastic and cool. to know they're made locally and yeah know, that makes it way better too and jordan's mindset with rugby is very similar to ours like we just want exactly, to yeah. see it grow and so if you do like this show and and you want to support us uh, we we do take the money we earn from this and we put it right back into this like yeah. we're
3: and we're like d- again like we've also sponsored you know like other teams and like uh um, players you know we want to be able to continue to do that yeah so so just know that
0: if you buy this shirt a portion of those proceeds will go to the b-side boys and as the b-side boys our goal is to fund other rugby things that's why we you know we sent guys to the midwest barbarians flex side for collegiate it's why we sponsored the midwest thunderbirds yep yeah it's why we what we continue to do these things because we want to have people have these opportunities. So just know that if you support us, you're supporting local rugby. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's it. We're not we're not our goal is not to get rich off of this. We no. know that's not gonna happen. It's <laughs> not happening. Our our goal is not to quit our day jobs. No. Uh, our goal is to grow rugby and this is a way that we can kind of crowdfund, crowdsource uh, some funds. And then give it to some of these youth programs. And also, you get a t-shirt out of the deal. And they're sweet t-shirts. They're very cool t-shirts. Wombats are going to be working with them in the future. Wombats Academy is going to be working with them. A lot of cool stuff. So, if your rugby team needs apparel, go to BBP Rugby. Uh, Jordan will hook you up. He'll set you up. He's the man. And, you know, he's been playing in the Midwest 7 Series with Des Moines. The Midwest Rugby Union announced their all-tournament teams. So, in... Des Moines, it was pretty sweet. Jacob Sunday. Friend of
3: the program. Friend of the program.
0: (laughs) He was announced as an all-tournament player in the Block Party 7s. Then, if we take a look at the women's side, another friend of the program, Emma Gant. For Cincinnati... The Cincinnati women's team, uh, Cincinnati Wolfhounds, she ends up on the all-tournament team as well. That's awesome. So two people, two friends of the program making the premier Midwest Sevens all-tournament team. Congratulations to Emma and congratulations to Jacob. Uh, Really cool to see uh, friends doing awesome stuff in...
3: You know the big time. Yeah, I mean, there's that's a lot of players that you know in the pool to pull from, so it's a huge honor for them to be selected for that. Oh yeah, the the talent
0: in the Midwest Series is insane. So shout out to them. Uh, I know Des Moines is heading, like Jordan said, the Lamont, Illinois, home of the Chicago Blaze. So good luck to those guys this weekend as they continue looking to qualify for nationals. Also, speaking of merchandise, the Wombats have a new merch order. If you want a Speedo, a bucket hat, a Hawaiian (laughs) shirt, a classic old-school long sleeve jersey, or just a t-shirt to celebrate the 2022 Iowa Conference Champions for the Wombats, uh, check out the order. The store closes in a week and a half. It's not just limited to Wombat people. Uh, That's another one, too. Proceeds, part of the proceeds will come back to the Wombats, and we use that to you know create our wombats academy wombats academy is officially signed up for the irish fest in waterloo the iowa irish fest in waterloo on august 5th for the high school boys rugby invitational in sevens so more information about that will come out soon if you have a high school kid or high school you know whatever if they want to play we're going to do it again block party was a success so we got more in us. What do you Hell think? yeah,
3: no, that'll be good. I'm yeah. An Irish Fest is a great tournament. You know, it's always a good time. I mean, obviously a social aspect, but also it's a really well run tournament and it's a really cool location. So yeah, I look forward to seeing a bunch of people there. You're gonna be there? I might be able to swing it actually. That'd be awesome because we
0: need someone to lead them boys, mm. and you're the perfect guy. I don't know about that you're you're a guy i am a guy <laughs> who
3: could lead potentially <laughs> well i mean
0: i i want i want to get you out there so then by the spring you're gonna be coaching some rugby this spring mm. it's gonna happen i can feel oh, it okay we'll see yeah i know <laughs> also speaking of sevens we don't have anyone on this week to talk about Intercity sevens but we just want a quick check in on them after three weeks
3: the warriors are eight zero. they look unstoppable yeah, they look. I mean, like obviously, it's a not really that surprising. You know, they got a lot of really good talent on that team, and a lot of college age kids. college yeah. age kids. They can run. They'll run. The
0: Raptors, Mark Long's
3: team. Uh, we
0: thought of them as the favorites. They still are. Yeah, I mean, I'm they're they're a fantastic team. They're five and three. The Ragers. Yeah, they've been playing
3: lights out lately.
0: They're improving every single week. They are five and three. Point differential has them at third. Uh, I, I'm excited to see. Midwest Most Wanted is also improving week to week. They're 3-4-1. Mm. and one. Uh, And then Mason City Minotaurs are 1-6-1. and one. And then the River City Wraith are 1-7. and seven. They got their first victory this past week. Mm. This is after actually four weeks. This is... Uh, on the thing it says week three standings. Yeah, this yeah. is after four weeks because they play two a week. No Intercity Sevens this week because July 4th. Makes sense, yeah. Yep. And... The Craig Cup Championship. Again, that's going to be on Saturday, July 29th. Pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. A lot of stuff going on that weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did tell them they need to have uh, the second place bowl be called the B-Side Boys Bowl. <laughs> and he said, we got to be there in person to give it to him. And, Mark, I'm sorry. But we Phil, did have
3: a prior commitment that Mr. Gray might have. Well, Mr. Gray was aware of it, just... He gets his dates mixed up.
0: Well, it's one of those (laughs) things, too. Thank you. That was really nice of you to put it that way. It's one of those things like, I want to do everything. I know. I want to be everywhere. And we're talking to Iowa Selects. The Iowa Selects are going to host a 15s match at Tiger Field in West Des Moines. And we're going to live stream it. And we're really excited for that opportunity. So, Mark, I'm sorry. Intercity 7s, we're sorry. We can't be there. That's the same weekend as the Selectside game. Uh, more details to come on that later. But, I mean, the summer's jam-packed every week. Oh, yeah. So, now, really cool to see what InterCity 7s is doing. Especially, like, it's nice. Like, hey, July 4th, take the week off. Enjoy the 4th. Rest up. And then, four weeks, no, boom. It's just jam- a league jump. wide bye. Yeah. yeah. No, it's good. It's smart. I like it. I like it. What I also like is, uh, University of Northern Iowa... They gave a shout-out to their girls that played at the U-23 National All-Star Tournament. So, Coach Flan, uh, Flanagan, she coached the Midwest alongside Tatiana, who was their team manager, while Morgan, Bacon, Susie, Jesse, and Annie made the roster. Haley killed it as a team manager for mid-Atlantic and made all the rugby connections. So, shout out to our friends at U and I. They're doing great things there. And you know, we have another friend from the University of Northern Iowa who graduated around the time I did mm. and also has to do with women's rugby. Did you hear the news that and I know I'm I'm setting the bar high. I think we're going to have so many brand new teams in the Iowa High School League. I think there's going to be at least 8 boys teams and I'd say 3 girls teams. And that's there's pretty already realistic? I think that's realistic, yeah. right? That's fair. Yeah. The number one barrier is finding coaches, Mm -hmm. and then once you find a coach, you find the players, and then you find the people to back it, but our friend Eric Frana is helping start Cedar Rapids Prairie, their girls' program. I love that. I love that for him. I love that for him, too. You know, I lived with him for two years. I know. I've heard. Did you ever... You weren't at UNI. I I was not. No. Not during that time. Oh, man. You missed out on some times. I did. I know. Well, let's talk to Frana about it. Yes. Ring, ring. All right. And now we are to the interview portion of the show brought to you by Tight Head Brewing Company. Our guest, Eric Frana. Eric, how you doing?
4: Oh, so good. How are you guys? Yeah, I'm good. you are good. Uh,
0: thanks. Just we, a little giggly. Yeah, we've uh, we've practiced because sound the alarm. You're our 100th guest. Woo!
4: Oh my god.
0: We <laughs> I'm saved so it. Honored. We saved it just for you. That's why I didn't ask you for a 99 guests. I was like, <laughs> I'm waiting. It's got to be big, and I need you to do something big, and you're doing something really big. Uh, Tell us a little bit about this uh, Cedar Rapids Prairie High School. What the heck? What
4: the heck? Oh, yeah, Ryan. Uh, Well, first of all, thank you for saving the 100th interview for someone you know or care about. But, um, yes, I've been working with uh, Adam Ruff, who's a former Cedar Rapids Headhunters player. Some people might know him as Nutsy. But his daughter is going to be a freshman next year. So... He would, had just talked to me about putting it on, like, the back burner and getting it started up next year. But I guess he was getting some pressure from parents, so he brought it up in some social circles about getting a team going this year. So uh, we've been in contact with the AD. We've started recruiting, got a bank account, and just uh, looking to get more girls signed up right now.
0: Nice. How many do you awesome. have signed up? Do you, has, What's the interest look like?
4: Well, uh, I just put out the post on, I think it was Tuesday, so it's not too sad to say we have won so far.
0: And it's early. And also, too, like, high school kids in the summer, as you know, working with Iowa Selects and just everything, they're about impossible to get them to respond to anything until it's, like, right in front of them. And, yeah, so... It seems like from social media, there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of people that are, you know, glad to see rugby growing. Cedar Rapids Headhunters, they've been doing a lot with their touch rugby practices and yeah. with the, the women's side. So it's cool that there's the women's shield maidens are back. Now there's two girls' high school programs. You know, what is your goal for this first year with this Prairie team?
4: Honestly, I just want to get enough girls and make them fall in love with the game. I know they've got a women's wrestling program there, so I'm expecting some physical, tenacious girls, and I mean, it'd be nice to do well, but I'd rather they just have a good time, tell their friends, and come back out.
0: Nice, have you reached out to the wrestling coach of the girls team, or is that something you're planning on doing, do you even know who that is?
4: Yeah, we still need to do that. Uh, With staff, it's a lot like the kids during the summer. Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah. You know.
0: I haven't checked my work emails since the last day of school. like, come on.
4: oh jeez yeah well, I'll exactly talk to that, you august twenty yeah, second. That's the date, huh?
0: If it's important, they'll send it again.
4: But yeah, we've been trying to make different contacts with you know anyone involved with the school just trying to get the word out, which is you mean even, even tough for them right now because they're not really in contact
2: mm-hmm, with the yeah. kids.
4: So you know maybe someone who, already has a girls high school team could give me some pointers there on on recruiting but uh yeah we're just gonna reach out to everyone that we can anyone we can think of
0: nice yeah i think you know using that that network too with like the shield maidens and the women from that club because i know it's probably a lot easier for like women to recruit high school girls because that was one thing jeremy and i always had trouble with at roosevelt where we had a good core group of players but then it would be like three, four weeks into the school year, we were hurting on numbers, but the girls would have to do the recruiting because Mm -hmm. you got two guys in their 30s going into the school like, hey, come play rugby. And they're like, yeah, no, we're good. Like, but they hear...
3: Stranger danger. Yeah, (laughs) basically one of those situations, yeah.
4: And
0: I'm holding up a Des Moines name badge. Like, I work here. And they're like, yeah, Yeah, I've heard that before. (laughs) I could
4: make one of those on my 3D printer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, so definitely like... I think you nailed it. Like the
3: word of mouth through yeah. like the girls players and having a friend within the, you know, school as well always makes a big difference or, you know, like some form of teacher. It always seems like to be the reoccurring thing. When we talk to other people that have high school teams is mm-hmm. if you have somebody that's currently based in the school, that helps tremendously. And yeah,
4: maybe I should look into getting a job.
3: <laughs> maybe that's not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs>
4: that's one approach.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, and I saw too, there's this Iowa women's rugby clinic coming up. Do you know much about that? That's July 29th.
4: Yeah, it looks like it's just a skills camp and it'll be down at the University of Iowa or just trying to promote that. Even if it's not our girls, everyone should try and get involved.
0: Definitely, definitely. And so um, you're getting into more and more coaching. You know, you're taking this on, you did the Iowa Selects this year and you've been helping Cedar Rapids, Washington for a while. When did you get involved in coaching and and how did that start?
4: Oh, when did I? Maybe like 2017, 2018, it's been a while now. Uh, I think it was just Patrick Lawson, you know, we were still in contact, we played together and we'd still play against each other and stuff. Maybe it was him and uh, Tweet had talked to me and like, we're we could always use more bodies for coaching and stuff. And I'd played like several years of Iowa select sevens.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And uh, yeah, I just wanted to get involved and help out with the kids. And that first year I was there, we had a really good team and it just kind of stuck.
0: Nice. And how'd you get involved with Iowa selects?
4: Well, uh, honestly, Casey just kind of bullied me into it. Until <laughs> I said, yes. so it's like-
0: Naturally. Oh,
4: man. Every time I say no, he's just going to ask another three, four, five times, so I, I might as well just pull <laughs> now. And down then more and...
3: aggressively. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: Maybe, Maybe he just nice wanted to me, hang but... out with you.
4: Yeah, I, I think that could be the, the root of it, which <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, yeah, I... He
4: asked me in back either February or March, and I was like, all right, yeah, well, let's do it. Get me up to speed.
0: Oh yeah. No. And I, I think he saw something in you there. And I know when Phil and I, we've talked to him, I think he's been on, on the podcast like six different times. Cause he's involved in so many things. And yeah. I, like multiple times we've talked to him about like starting new programs and talking about people who could coach. And I know he's always said like, Oh man, Frana, he can do it. So Um, I, and I was always bugging him and saying like, Oh, when's he going to start his own team? And he kind of, the last time he was on, he just kind of gave us a look like, "Mm, just wait, like something's happening. So no, it's, it's really cool to see, man. And, and how was Iowa selects? Like, who did you work with down there? Did you learn a lot? Good time? Like what, what was it like,
4: man? Well, I'll tell you, uh, Austin is a really cool place. When they say Texas is a dry heat, that's a load of shit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. It was at least 95 every day, like 85% humidity. But that yeah. aside, uh, I was kind of the assistant to Tyler and Casey. So Casey had the U-18s, and I would I would help him with that. Mm-hmm. Tyler had the U-16s, which we didn't really get a whole lot of time on our own with our own guys in that set. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, even on Friday when U-18s were playing their matches, we were having, like, little... 35 minute practices in between with the U16s just to try and get them acquainted with each other where they're going to be and a couple of set pieces so it was a little a little hectic I got some good advice from Casey beforehand and that was bring all your pairs of underwear because you're going to need them (laughs) and um, when you get a spare minute lie down and try and sleep
0: interesting i never would have thought of either of those yeah, no <laughs> me neither so yeah go ahead i was going to say uh what's the next thing for iowa selects
4: i was selects we have irish fest coming up i believe which is uh august 5th 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 want to say 5th you sure about that hear sure about that <laughs> F 5th
0: yeah, fifth fifth. <laughs> we'll have a,
4: we'll have a team at that and Hopefully we get most of those guys back. So we've had a pretty stellar squad throughout.
0: Oh yeah, yeah injuries, but
4: squad. man, we've got a lot of good boys. Yeah,
0: no, it's it's fun to watch. Like like watching the high school league, and then you kind of look around. And you're like, man, the talent is getting better and better and better. Oh. And then to know like, holy smokes, they're gonna take the best kids from this and put them on the same team, and then you just see them just at you know bloodfest against other high performance teams just stomp them i mean that was uh, a lot of fun to watch especially cuz you worked with a couple of my valley guys david and tristan man oh, tristan yeah. is is really uh he's good he's pretty quick <laughs> He uh, he'll run. (laughs) He'll run, as they say. So he comes to our wombat practices because we do like our academy stuff too. Stupid. (laughs) And anytime he touches the ball, we'll say he'll run, and (laughs) nobody gets it. And you know, it's one of those things too where I don't know if people are even giving him a good look because once he touches the ball, I feel like people give up because he's so fast, and it's so demoralizing when he just hits that corner and he's just gone, and everyone just kind of like, all right. Okay, Tristan, you scored. Don't you don't have to run the whole way? Like I'm not chasing That's you. It. I'll run the whole
4: way. <laughs> yeah, far enough. Yeah, and it it was a a lot of the same at Selects too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. once he he does so well going into contact and stuff, he just keeps those legs churning. If someone doesn't get fully squared up with him, which man, I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> no, no, he's, he's probably going through him. Oh well, yeah.
0: And the craziest thing too, we've talked before. Three months ago, he wasn't playing rugby. So I feel like his ceiling is so much higher than a lot of kids because he still has so much growth of, like, learning the game, understanding the game. Um, Was he the least experienced guy you had out there?
4: I think so. I mean, we had a a handful of good athletes with lack of experience, Mm kind of like uh, Connor Carver. It was only his first season, and he – absolutely went off in Austin it was a beautiful thing to watch too just a a freak athlete we gave him some quick coaching uh the rebel side that was huge being down there with them with uh Brad DeFec and a few of the other coaches I don't name all of them right now but we got to do one to two practices slash scrimmages a day against their two sides and we got to work in with their coaching staff, running a lot of drills too. So, I think that the IQ of all of our guys down there really skyrocketed from just those three four days.
3: Nice. nice. let's say, besides Connor and Tristan, though, is there like any other guys that like really stood out to you while you were down there watching? Uh, you
4: ate well. Of course, you know Gavin's always going to be a stud. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looked really good. Uh, Both the Cedar Falls boys for the U 18s, Ian and Chase, look good. Mm. Uh, Bondurant, Hudson Varro, he's just a tank of a man, and he was only a (laughs) junior. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, there was no real drop off when we subbed too, but most of the other guys had a good amount of experience. So it wasn't like a super difficult learning curve for them. They caught on relatively quick.
0: Oh, yeah. And like I was following along and like looking at the lineups, you know. When you have Ian Murrah coming off the bench, it's like that's, that's a good squad. <laughs> holy smokes, that is a deep oh, team.
4: It was a, uh, it was really a luxury. Like we could just, like our our ball carriers, Connor Carver, and oh, I mean, God, you could have almost anyone on that team run the ball, but we would just, like Tristan and Connor would just ride them until, you know, they wore out in the ninety-seven degree heat, and, <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, we can just put in these next guys, and they're just as good. We don't really drop off. Everyone knows what they're doing still. It's a lot different than coaching high school in Iowa.
3: What a tough problem to have. No, yeah.
4: I mean it was it was glorious like you say something, you have the eyes of all the boys and they're there because they want to be.
0: Mhm. Oh, I think that's that's a huge difference from and we told our guys who were going down there like be ready. Like this is different. Like there are people who want to be here that You're in there over them. Like, take this seriously because if you don't, like, it's not going to be a good time because they're prepping you for high level stuff. And um, it's cool to hear that the guys saw that because, again, the high school stuff, I know for us, and I think from what we've talked to with other teams, people try to keep it light because you're trying to get people to fall in love with the game. You're trying to get people to show up to practice. You want that to be the place to be. So you can't run them to death, you can't yell at them or. I mean, you can, but I mean, you you just can't always harp on them in a high school practice because they could be like, you know what, I'm out, I quit. But I told them, like, when you get down there, this ain't our, hey, we practice two, three days a week, show up, we have some fun, we run through some structure, maybe a little conditioning, and then we go play. It's like, no, you're going to be moving the whole time. I mean, is that kind of similar to your experience too?
4: Oh, yeah, you're 100% right. I've always felt that way with high school where I'd be like, man, these kids aren't listening. <laughs> you guys piss me off. But we
1: need them here,
4: so I can't unleash myself on them. And then we get down there where everyone's, you know, traveled across the country to play, and it's like, okay, so when we're done with this practice, you guys need to do your shock showers, maybe a quick ice bath eat something then we're gonna do film as soon as we we had like every half hour mapped out on a schedule for four days Wow, it was pretty intense
0: yeah but but yeah did you feel like you you're taking a lot back as a coach like would you say you feel way more prepped and comfortable um you know running your own program going into this fall
4: oh yeah i i grew as much as the kids did i mean i haven't been around that many like high up coaches like our our head guy, who was running the thing, Ethan Poignier. Yeah, he it was his first time coaching the PR Sevens League. He he was the head coach of the. Uh,
0: Is that the locals?
4: The new the the locals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're out of yeah. New York, I think. Yeah, so That was just like some of the things he would look at and say, and the other coaches were like, uh, wow, yes, this why didn't I see this? I feel like I shouldn't be here." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's something we've always talked about too, like. Your level of coaching is kind of can be limited by the experiences you have. And, you know, I know for me personally, I've never coached out of the state. And everything I know is just repeating what I've heard from people before me. And it's a lot of sevens like side to side moving forward. And so the fact that you got to go learn from someone who's coaching professionally, bring that back. I mean, that makes our whole state better. How do you feel? You know, you've been involved, like you said, since about 2017 with the high school league. How has the Iowa Youth Rugby changed in your mind in the last six years? Boys, girls, whatever. What What's some of the things that stand out the most?
4: Well, we have girls now. We didn't before. And <laughs> uh, when I started coaching and rushing high school, we didn't even have lineouts yet. It was just a penalty play from out mm-hmm. of bounds. And mm-hmm. now we're going to, like intricate set pieces on line outs and kids mm-hmm. knowing the rules as well or better than some of the refs and <laughs> the opportunities at the next level have been you know outstanding to get a lot of these kids interested too mm-hmm. what Central's offering and you know the uptick of the university programs as well it's it seems like iowa rugby's heading in a really good and competitive direction in the high school division
0: couldn't agree more Oh, yeah. That's what, like, we love hearing and we love seeing. Because it does feel like I think there's going to be more growth. I've heard some rumors in the girls' league. There might be an Ames girls' team coming, too. Um, mm-hmm. Just a rumor. But Joe White rumor from South, from Southeast Polk, I mean, I feel like he would know. He, he said it. So he put it on <laughs> Facebook. It was public. I'm not. <laughs> so it's not like breaking news. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. This isn't like a, I'm, I'm revealing my sources. It's public on Facebook. On the B-side, boys. Like, follow, share, and subscribe, yeah. Phil. Um, <laughs> plug. Plug. Plug yourself. Um, you know what? I don't like plugging myself. I'm yeah. going to cut that.
3: No, you won't. So- <laughs> cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that.
0: <laughs> no, I won't. Because um, it's too much work. Um, Yeah. And then I think the boys league, too. I, I really do think. I feel like I'm pretty optimistic. But I think we're going to have, like, eight new programs next spring. like that. And I don't even think that's me just being, like, shooting for the stars yeah. I think we're gonna see something out of Dubuque Iowa Falls Justin McKay said North Polk he's gonna have some more kids there you're gonna have a boys Prairie team
4: possibly I uh, hopefully I mean I'm I'm trying for it
0: oh yeah and I mean who all will Prairie pull from girls and boys like what are all the high schools there obviously Cedar Rapids Prairie but I guess that you could who else? potentially pull from
4: uh, it sounds like uh... The Rapids wash is keeping Kennedy, Jeff, uh, shoot, Limar, and us out at Prairie. We're kind of out along uh, the interstate, so we will have south to a fast-growing town of Solon, and Ooh, to hmm. the east, uh, the town of Mount Vernon.
3: Interesting. Mm. Interesting. And
4: it, anyone in between who doesn't have a home, I suppose, and wants to play.
0: I like that too, because if you could, you know, build up your program with multiple schools. And then after a couple of years, those people at Mountain Vernon, let's say, or Solon, like, they're just like, hey, we like this, and we like this enough, we want to be our own thing. And then you can just keep growing clubs that way, too, and take some people on to coach. Do you have a full coaching staff? Is it just you and Ruff right now, or is there anybody else helping?
4: Uh, it's in the works. That's uh, it's kind of private information, right? <laughs> I'd okay. appreciate you uh, respecting my privacy a little bit there. Okay. But yeah, that that sort of thing will be announced once we get this thing wholesome in it away.
3: Just, this, can I, this be an off-the-air conversation then? <laughs> uh, cut that, cut that, cut that. Cut, cut it, cut it. What's, what's the point of this conversation if we just can't just
0: share openly everything with everyone? I want you to have
4: the worst day on your podcast ever. <laughs>
0: You can't just change the rules because you don't want us to know who the coaches are. Like, are you on the podcast or are you not? I don't get it. <sighs> it's
3: Somewhere confusing.
0: <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Somewhere we crossed our wires.
4: But yeah, when it comes to that, I mean, it, nothing is really submitted yet. Yeah. Like I said, the official post that we're doing this isn't even a week old. So yeah. I've got some people in mind and it might be more like a rotating crew with how busy people are these days and, you know, popping out babies and stitch.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's 100% what we do at Valley where Parker is the head coach because he can be there every day, and then the other five of us rotate because life, you know. So I think that's a good right. way to do it. If you can't <laughs> fully commit, you know, to do a whole team by yourself, then give what you can. And speaking of things that are in
3: cement, I did see – At block party, I was gonna bring that up. Damn it! You can bring it up. Oh god. Oh, say, I was just gonna say, I saw you suit up, uh, block party over the weekend with Eureka. How was that?
4: Uh, yeah, that happened. Uh, (laughs) Well, (laughs) I was, you know, I was the ref manager at the tournament, so my responsibilities are mostly in the morning, get everyone squared away, getting them the schedule, getting fields. Taking care of like which is which and doing a little bit of ref coaching. I was oh, watching nice. some of the men's matches and I was like, man, I could do this.
2: <laughs>
4: so I went over to Joe Lippert, who was also playing for Eureka. I'd seen him the night before, and I was like, huh, are you guys doing on numbers? He said, well, we've got eleven. We're supposed to have one more, but he's over on the uh, qualifying side right now. Like, what well, do you think? Do you think I could? fill in maybe but you know i was feeling all right actually i was feeling pretty bad but i still wanted to try and uh yeah i ended up just they're really talented guys they've been practicing practicing together for a while uh down in st louis a few of them actually i think traveled from other places to make that tournament but i just filled in for garbage time usually after they just got a big lead dude they were
3: so good it was stupid (laughs)
4: Right, they said they just needed someone competent who wouldn't, and if you need to cut that, cut that, they need someone who wouldn't fuck up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, and someone, I forget who told me, like at practice last week, they're like, yeah, a lot of those guys had Lindenwood shirts on. They did, that's true. It is, they were wearing Lindenwood apparel. so they're really good i don't know if they
3: went to school (laughs) no way
0: and that would make them really really good so that makes sense so for people who don't know why we're bringing that up and kind of you know talking about it you had you had a knee injury and you haven't played in a minute so how does the knee feel
4: it's doing better the best it's done in a while uh it was feeling okay that day and I mean, I can't, like, sprint, really, but I can, like, short quarters, I mm. can cut and, like, juke, tackle, ruck, I can do all that stuff, so, like, just put me at any position but wing.
0: <laughs> gotcha. So, is there a return in the fall?
4: Um, uh, probably not. I mean, maybe, maybe casually, if they would need, like, someone would need 20 minutes max.
0: mm and someone' I'm keep it pretty won't. casual
4: for now maybe maybe spring maybe next fall we'll see I still have a bit of work to go because no. I my initial surgery was what like four years ago was in that covid year yep. yeah yeah that was my ACL meniscus and then I was on my way back from that making good progress and I I started having bad pain again and I went in and they said that I'd sheared my knee cartilage mm. So they had to open me up for that, man. That one, you think ACL is bad? That one is. Uh, that's that's a rough time there, pal. Oh, they are yeah. gonna have a rough time.
3: That sounds. And old. I got my
4: meniscus stitched up one more time. So we're on three, and I'm trying to not have another one. Got a cortisone shot Monday, and it's feeling pretty good.
3: Jesus. It's... Yeah, it's mangled. Yeah, Ooh. mangled. So. Yeah. Well, if you don't use it, you lose it, right? Yeah. So I've heard, but I'm not sure if that always applies.
4: Yeah, well, Phil, you're not a doctor. Sorry to break it to you. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I wish I
3: was. (laughs) Don't we all? Dr. Phil, that's what we'd call Uh, you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. We we could make a real, real good uh, uh, branding off of that. Yeah, yeah, we could have. If only I would have went to school five more years.
4: Yeah, you could still grow out the back of your hair, because I know the top is
3: bald. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, most of it is, not all of it. (laughs) Prove it. (laughs) I'm going to come into the fall season rocking a skullet. Prove it. I want to see that. would be epic. You cannot fuck with a man with a skullet. They do not... uh, If somebody believes they can rock that hairdo, they're dangerous. You hear a lot of people saying you
4: won't. A lot of people saying you don't have the guts. Ah.
3: Yeah, I'm actually,
0: I'm actually looking at our live feed right now, and all the, the people, everyone in the chat are saying you won't. A lot of people saying you won't. Yeah. Uh. We're getting we're actually getting phone calls left and right. The lines are lighting up, and they're saying <laughs> Phil's a bitch. He won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> they might be right. Oh, I got an idea. Ooh. We're going to make a bet on the MLR championship. No. <laughs> and I know you want New England, and I want San Diego, and I already know San Diego's going to win. When San Diego wins, you have to do a skullet.
3: And if, if Free Jacks win, you got to shave your head. How about that? Ooh. Ooh. Let's talk more later. I want to talk to Eric because. we also would like to talk to Eric. Yeah, let's, this, these,
4: these are important things. Come on.
0: <laughs> let's table this. Let's table. Okay, okay. You know, what's uh, her yeah, job? Cut that, cut that, cut that. Cut it, cut it. What's her job? Tables. <laughs> Tables. Oh, mm. just peppering these in. Some people will get this. Some people some will be more. like, why do they just say random words? And they all say it together i don't get it (laughs) listen
4: it's for me they don't have to get it it's
0: for us oh that's good that's good i like it um i was also gonna ask you are you gonna go to you and i's alumni weekend coming up i know you oh
4: yeah we were just talking about that yeah you
0: got a wedding coming up but i mean
3: that's not for a while still yeah what's what's (laughs) some words
4: Well, it sounds like I might be able to make it for that evening session. It's been a while since I've seen the good boys.
3: That'd be very nice.
4: Phil, are you going to be there, Phil? Of course I'll be there. All right, Phil, Ryan, you said you're going to be there, right, Ryan? Yep,
0: I will be be there for just Saturday evening.
4: So if... Some of your best friends are going to be going. Wouldn't you agree? That's all you need. Wouldn't you agree?
0: Mm,
3: I would agree. I agree. Okay,
4: well, I, I'm going to do my best to make it happen.
0: Yes. And so anybody else from you and I that's an alumni or a current player
3: should go definitely Friday and Saturday night, preferably. Yeah. Yeah. More than likely. Nice. What was your
0: favorite thing about you and I?
4: Big league. <laughs> <Big League.
0: laughs> Too easy. The big league. God. How's and, little uh, Dave doing? Have you talked to him? In the bo-
4: oh, man. I was going to say playing boob cup and making Dave puke.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, for people who Every don't know, time. The,
0: the the big league was the house that me and Eric Frana and Jeremy Newman and little a guy Dave. who didn't play rugby named Little Dave, who was just a, a very hairy man who was very short. And, uh, he lived with us and, uh, we were there for two years and there was a lot of good memories, a lot of, how
3: how did little Dave end up at the big league exactly? Uh, he knew me from the dorms. Ah, that's what it was. Okay. So,
4: so yeah, that one's on me. Sorry, Ryan. (laughs)
0: That's okay. I was the last person to, to join the big league. I remember Jeremy was like, Oh, I'm going to live with Eric Frana. And then I was like, Oh man, I'm in the dorms. This kind of sucks. And then you guys were like, you want to move in too? I'm like, yeah, that'll be fun. And it was. And it flew by. And the Madden Leagues, the NCAA Football Leagues.
4: Oh, so good. The, so good.
0: The Boom Cup, that game was so good. It always ended up where we just had like 12 guys shirtless in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> we never had girls over.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, most do prefer the company of males. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, you didn't have to explain the rules yeah. over and over. Everyone knew the rules. <laughs> Those are rules. <laughs> no one was talking or on their phone. <laughs>
4: Those time. were the days.
0: Oh, And then we can relive them. Yeah. Phil, oh, yeah.
4: Well, we better be playing some Boom Cup then.
0: Well, Phil said at, at practice, this was so funny. There's a couple of girls that I coached at Roosevelt. I'm going to share this story, Phil. I thought it was so funny. Do you know what I'm
3: talking about? Nah, I don't know if I do. So a
0: couple of girls I coached in high school, they're now in college. One's at Iowa State, one's up in Aquinas in Michigan. And Phil and I were talking about something in college. And Phil was just like, oh, man. I miss, or I long for those days. Those days were <laughs> awesome. And Ivy just turns and goes, that's kind of sad. And <laughs> then <laughs> me and Phil are like, we're not that old. And she just, like, gave us this look. And we're like... Oh,
4: who uh, no, we are. Coming from the guys who peaked in college.
3: <laughs> oh, that's what everybody at work tells me. <laughs> 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 Phil, say it. Oh. Oh. You have haven't peak. begun to peak. There you go. There you go.
0: <laughs> but you will peak this July
3: 15th. <laughs> no, no, I'm not weekend. No, <laughs> I still got a few more years. So I keep, I'm going to keep going up. <laughs> Well, um, you
4: won't be peeking if you don't have that skullhead.
3: Yeah. Oh my god.
0: Better start growing it now. No, a baby skulllet. Might as well shave your head now, dude. Free jacks. But dude, if I shave Coward. my head, my hair probably won't grow back. I'll probably be bald for life. <laughs> dude, you'd look like a peanut. <laughs> well, do you remember when, for some reason, we all decided at you and I—I think it was sophomore year for me, maybe junior year for you—everybody shaved their head.
4: Yeah, I've kind of been doing that already, but you guys got
0: roped in. Yeah, because I remember me, Jeremy, and Gimli, like, we all shaved each other's head on the front porch, and then we had a lot of white guys on the team, so it kind of didn't look good with all of us <laughs> hanging out together.
3: Not, not the best look as a group. <laughs> like, no.
0: let's bond. Okay, let's all mm. shave our heads. Uh, yeah.
3: It's hard to imagine Eric with a shaved head, but I do remember seeing that poster with him and Reed, both with a shaved head, and it was very... Strange for me to see, because I've never seen it before.
0: Oh, I wrestled Reed is... in, the, in the kitchen at, uh, the, at the. Who hasn't
3: wrestled Reed? <laughs> the first time I met
0: Reed, me and Hit, like Eric set me up to like fight him all night. <laughs> for wrestle, we didn't fight; we wrestled.
4: Well, little little column A, little column B.
0: <laughs> oh, good good times. But Ooh. yeah, some of these stories. I'm I'm just thinking of all these stories and which ones. Can and can't be shared. Uh,
3: Yeah, you gotta be. Cut that, cut that, cut that. (laughs) Like 90% of them. Yeah. You know
0: what? Here's what we'll do. We'll share them over a cocktail at Alumni Weekend. (sighs) Hmm. I'd like that. In person. You
4: know what? I think I would like that. I think I would like that as well, Phil. Hmm. And Ryan.
0: Hmm. (laughs) All right. Hey. We will agree to that. Uh, (laughs) I've got a date. (laughs) Oh, you sly dog. That skit where he gets the the poodle haircut, that one actually wasn't one of my favorites. It was okay. That was
4: kind of sad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He
4: was so sensitive. Why can't all men be like that?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shoot. Well, Eric, we appreciate you for coming on, man. And we love you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we're super excited to see how... Uh, the prairie girls rugby team goes and how you're yep. going to parlay that into a boys team and uh if you need anything reach out to us and uh yeah we we're excited we love to see growth uh yeah keep it going man we're, we're super happy to see what you're doing
4: oh i appreciate it and thank you
0: yeah
3: yeah that, well i'm excited to see you in two weeks yeah and i'll send you weekend. some memes after this
4: <laughs> oh you better i'm um, <laughs> thirsty for them mm,
0: <laughs> boys are out tonight <laughs> just really vain <laughs> Oh well eric hey have a good night man
4: hey thanks for having me on hopefully i can do it again soon
0: This episode is brought to you by Rotor Epoxy, the premier epoxy company in Iowa. You need your floors looking good. You need to redo the entire shop, the locker room floor, the fire station, the man cave.
3: Those are the guys to call. There's an infinite amount of floors that you would possibly mess with here. So whatever you need done, they can do some wicked ass designs for you. Whatever you got going on, just get it done. Get a hold of them.
0: Infinite Designs. 100% 100% satisfaction. Rotor Epoxy. Find them online now.
3: That was Eric Frana. God, I love him. love him so much. He's a he's a good boy. He is. He's a good man. He's a good boy.
0: Getting married soon, you know? Yeah. Life is good. And that, and that leg, I'm just glad they didn't have to cut it off. <laughs> Me both. Uh, what is it with Frana boys and their knees? Yeah, I don't know. Reed it's... doesn't have any legs anymore, does he? And by that, I mean... <laughs> He tore both
3: ACLs. Well, I'm pretty sure uh, Reed was still playing in Michigan. I think he played this... Was it this past fall or was it the fall before that? I I don't remember when, but I just remember talking to him. He's like, I just run straight. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you can do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, love the Franas. They're always fun. They're a hoot. I know we're going to have Eric on again uh, because after we talked, he texted me. He's like, oh, I meant to mention this. And it's like, no worries, man. This... This podcast is limitless. It is. It goes forever. So, no, pretty awesome stuff. And, again, he was talking. We talked about uh, the University of Iowa Women's Rugby Club is holding a high school girls rugby clinic. That's going to be Saturday, July 29th. Registration is $55 plus tax. It's 9.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, you get a shirt and snacks. You get a guided campus tour and lunch. You get drills. All sorts of stuff. Women's rugby players and coaches are going to be there. So, doesn't have to just be Prairie Girls. Any girl in the state of Iowa, I think it's an awesome opportunity. Oh, yeah. Get signed up for that. Oh, and again, it's July 29th. <laughs> That's a popular weekend. It's a very popular weekend. I feel like, too, because the next weekend, August, the first weekend in August, it's like Irish Fest. And then you're like, oh, we're getting ready for the start of fall season, you know? Yeah. So... I wonder if people can hear the fireworks shooting off in the background. I don't know.
3: Find out, I guess. Yeah, we'll find (laughs) out.
0: Uh, We also found out Midwest Rugby and Palmer have announced that both clubs for Palmer, and this is on Palmer College Rugby Football Club's Facebook page, they posted, Latest Rugby News. Both clubs are still waiting on the Union to publish the Fall League schedule. Both teams will be playing Midwest Division II this fall. We will get the schedules out as soon as they are released so basically the men's team is going to drop down to d2 and the women's team is going to stay in d2 so sounds like a bunch of people are recruiting like crazy uh, the alumni for Palmer are recruiting like crazy. I heard all sorts of rumors of what Palmer was going to do. Mm-hmm. They were going to stay in D1. If they were going to s- drop down to D2. If they were going to mix with other clubs. If they were going to just not play at all this fall. And I just was waiting and waiting and waiting. So it's good to yep. hear they're competing in D2.
3: So I'm glad to see that they're yeah not taking a season off or anything like that. Mm-hmm. They're going to continue on, which is awesome to see.
0: Well, and I think...
3: I'm excited we're going to have an inside man this time around. Like, we'll get more information about Palmer from Luke, so. And definitely we know that, like, we do not cover Palmer as well as we should because we we didn't know anybody on the team.
0: Yeah, we didn't really have a connection. And I've always seen Palmer as, like, a D1 club that's, like, almost untouchable because, like, they're just, they're high class, like, I mean, higher level of, Mm. they're D1. Yeah. And, like, in years past, it's called Premiership or whatever. And it's just like, well, we're more grassroots, you know? And so... We have Luke Gunther, former Wombat, is going to school there, and he's going to play for him, so I'm sure we'll have him on. And he can kind of be that connection for us. We can learn more about Palmer because they're just a storied rugby program, great tradition, Uh, really cool to see. And they're going to slot in perfectly to where Bremer was. So Bremer's coming down D3. It's just such a hard thing to do where it's like, hey, we're in a small town. Oh, you're successful. We're going to force you to play up. Well, that doesn't really work no. for our people, and then it doesn't work, and they're like, what the hell happened? It's like, we told you it wouldn't work. Exactly. So I think this is going to be good. I think it's going to be good for Palmer. They can get their feet under them, build back up. Who knows if they'll you know, jump back up D1, but good to see. And then the women's program, they've been doing fantastic. Yeah. So we'll keep an eye on that. Then, speaking of D2 rugby in that conference, Des Moines rugby. Mm, they're yep. they're still gonna be d2 they're hosting their toys for tots tournament on july 8th so if you want to get signed up for that go to their facebook page they got the sign up or an event bright whatever i think it's like 100 bucks per team they have a senior men's side for sevens they also have a senior beef side where you have to be <laughs> over 250 pounds and you can have two guys over 230 pounds uh, so, so
3: you can have two guys that are, okay, 230 <laughs> plus. Yeah. They better have a scale out then, damn it. I want to see a scale out there. Yeah, that's why we don't have a Wombats team, because we just don't
0: have the players, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just No, I have always wanted to do that, but I don't, I don't know if we have the numbers, but we'll see. Toys for Tots, always a great tournament, a fun tournament for a good cause. Bring an unwrapped toy, and then they donate them. Uh, really good stuff. So they're doing it for charity, and then you get to play a lot of good rugby. Always a fun time. Then the week after that, in Davenport, the Quad City Irish are hosting the Bix Sevens. So I remember we had them on to talk about that. We'll probably have them on again to talk about it. Yeah. The Bix is this big international like marathon, marathon race. race yeah. It's a yeah. It's a running race. But people yeah come all over to this thing. So, so they figured, yeah. hey, just like Block Party is a Iowa City event for the city the rugby teams like let's do a block party tournament. Mm-hmm. The Bix is a Davenport city event so quad City's like hey let's do a tournament with it. Really smart to pair up your tournament with a city event because, you know, there's food trucks, there's yeah. events, there's, there's yeah, things there's to
3: do. Usually live music and all sorts of other stuff to do, yeah. So I mean like mm-hmm. it's a great idea. Oh yeah.
0: That fifteenth is also a really busy weekend because not only is the Bix tournament, you uh, and I alumni weekend, like we talked about with Eric Frana, is that weekend. So mm-hmm. I know wombats. We won't be heading to the Bix tournament. We might have a few guys whore on out yeah, there. It's possible. But uh, a lot of guys are going to Cedar Falls for alumni weekend. Yeah, can't wait. Can't
3: wait to see the boys. And then didn't you say Iowa State has an alumni weekend? Iowa State up? does. Well, they announced they have their alum. They have a date for their alumni weekend, which is going to be October twenty first. So, if you're an Iowa State alumni, you know, keep an eye out for that and get your uh, votes in for your Alumni Hall of Fame as well. So, or your um, nominations, I guess I should say. Again, let's nominate him again. Yeah. Tim. Ah, uh, yeah. I, but can the, the nomination be from the podcast?
0: Yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> how it's going to be. That's how it's going to be. And then, I, you know, I don't want any controversy. But I don't know if that's allowed. <laughs> and speaking <laughs> of controversy, so it looks like the post got deleted, but the up in Lakefront, we were talking to Sadie, and I swear I saw a post, and the post <laughs> was wild because it was like a, a letter to the Hawkettes basically apologizing, saying, like, so here's the scenario. Hawkettes are in the semifinal match. When you go to the championship, lose, you go home. So they're playing... And the score is tied. The match is over. Should go to overtime. Mm. Referee goes, no, the other team has more points. You lost. This team won. The Hawkeyes are like, we have video evidence. We have proof. Like, we can show you the score is wrong. Like, you wrote it down wrong. We should be going to overtime. And they're like, well, we don't have time for this. We can't review it because we're on a strict schedule because it's a tournament. It's knockout play. We got to move on. So they went with the referee's decision. So the directors of the tournament, like, wrote the Hawkettes and were like, hey, we messed up. Also understand, like, it's hard in the moment. We're not sure how to do a review process. Hearing from Sadie, Sadie Denner, she's one of the players on the Hawkettes, She was still upset and she kind of explained it a little bit. She said the referee, like, really copped an attitude with them and was like, like, no I'm right you're wrong I'm the referee you just listen to me blah 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 and then I think Lakefront is probably like ooh you know it's a bummer that happened but I mean it happens you know Yeah.
3: what do you do do, though I mean it's happened on bigger stages I mean literally it happened in the CRC a couple of times I mean
0: yeah and I mean they're human they're gonna make mistakes it just sucks it's a knockout round and you lose a championship spot but uh, interesting it was I swear it was on social media I don't see it anymore hmm Damn. Yeah. Uh, also, over the weekend, I saw you know friend of the program recent interview. Lane Prusner was playing for the Denver Barbarians sevens team. He scored
3: two tries this past weekend. Yeah, what a guy! Nice job. Shout out Lane.
0: Yeah. Very Ankeny centric episode this week.
3: <laughs> yeah, it seems like it. I hope. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm assuming him and uh, Chuck are both doing pretty well down in Denver. So I'm jealous. I'd love to go out there. It'll Be so fun. No one's stopping you, Phil. <laughs> There are some people that are stopping me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you live with one of them? <laughs>
0: Possibly. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, another thing that's coming up in Dubuque, July 22nd, another friend of the program, Jake Eads, former Bremer County Buck, current Cedar Rapids headhunter, fantastic rugby player. He's been trying to break into the, the cage fighting MMA scene for, it feels like the entire past year.
3: Has he had what two or three fights canceled because the other guy has backed out yeah, every time, something like that. And like, I think Eads has like some because re- he used to do MMA fighting um, before, before he started with like Bremer, and he had some ridiculous record like, I want to say like 29 and like one or like 33 and one, <laughs> something wild like a that. A lot of fights in a short amount of time, and a lot of wins. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So and it's not surprising no one Eads. <laughs> so it sounds like Jake Eads. Against Miles Bryant at the Grand River Center in Dubuque, July 22nd. It is going to be a pay per view live stream, so if you can't go in person, you can check it out. But hey, Dubuque Riverboat Gamblers, you should go check that out. Uh, try to recruit some tough guys in the crowd, too, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, good luck, Eads. We'll be keeping our eye on that. Also, last thing I have uh, a lot of people are announcing their schedules. We will break down fall schedules in coming episodes. Yeah.
3: Something that we did last year where we like, Mm -hmm. you know, looked at each individual team's schedules and like, you know, how does that work out? What, like, is that going to be like a good schedule for them? Is it going to be, you know, detrimental? You know, you never know. Like just kind of break down a little bit like that. We'll shoot the shit. We'll, we'll break it down. Uh, we got college women's schedules
0: have been posted too. And, uh, yeah no a lot of a lot of cool stuff going on so it's just really busy we we kind of flew through those. besides interviews we flew through these segments because there's just there's so much we want to hit it all if we miss something let us know but yeah uh you know toys for tots big sevens uh, irish fest a lot of cool Mm. events coming up U and i alumni weekend uh, fall season is just right around the corner you want to play rugby and you're not attached to a team Come play for the Wombats on Wednesday. We yeah. got merch orders for the B Side Boys coming up soon. You can get Wombats gear right now. That's a lot, of, lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff clicking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's not a click. It's I know, a snap. A snap but whatever. But yeah, whatever.
3: Yeah, whatever. Uh, you got anything else? Hmm. Well, I feel like we we did cover a lot. We covered a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'm getting so. sleepy. Me too. No, oh, it was hey, oh, it was good, good episode. Good hey. good hey. We're yeah. Shaking hands. we bump the table. We, We're going to hear that knock.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> the number one thing we said. Don't <laughs> bump the table. I hate that. If you guys hear that thump noise too, just know me and Phil recognize it. We're trying to fix it. I don't know what it is. It drives me yeah, we kept, every, kept, everything
3: off the, kept everything off the table, so hopefully... Ah, I was left. using
0: the laptop in this last segment to uh, look at my notes.
3: Yeah, you were, weren't you? I, I mean, I have to. I gotta look at the notes. Know. look at the notes.
0: Where, Where are your notes?
3: notes? They're on your computer. <laughs> <laughs> Self-awareness. Oh, that, was,
0: that was good. Oh, last thing. Ah. We talked about it in Frana's, uh interview. Major League Rugby. You think the Free Jacks are going to win? I think so. I have faith. I think San Diego's gonna win. What's the wager? There's uh, no way you're doing I, the mullet. I
3: I could do the mullet, or like I would do like mullet skullet type deal. I that would take a long ass time though for that hair to grow. Right. You could do. You just don't want to shave your head, in case. Okay.
0: You could do. <laughs> you could do, um, like the thing that like some pro rugby guys do. Where they just have the patch in the back of their head. So it's like you shave your whole head, but then the back of your head there's like a circle or a half
3: circle of just a, a little tuft of hair. It could do that, or it could do like a, just like a stupid mohawk. Because like, all this right here grows. Okay. But like this part doesn't, so... I, okay, how about this? Instead of shaving my head, because I won't <laughs> be able to do that,
0: what if I do a soul patch?
3: No nope. so stupid
0: with a soul patch No mustache, no beard Just a soul patch oh. This is tough Do we have to shake on it? I think so Or is there something better? Is there something else we should bet? I don't know I don't want to bet money Because neither of us have any <laughs> I mean, um, That was yeah. a joke We're yeah, doing I fine
3: Yeah, I We're adults well, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, dude Maybe we should make it a thing Where it's like People can give us suggestions on like what the punishment or not punishment, I guess, but like what the wager could be. Yeah, that we could maybe pick from it what we like the best. Okay, <laughs> I kind of like that. That our wife and fiance
0: that they won't kill us if we do it. Yeah, that's fair. That's also a good thing to take into consideration. Yeah. No, I'm, no, Lex will be pissed if I have a soul patch or a mustache or. There's no way I'm shaving my head. Like it just won't happen. Or if it does, I might need a place to stay. (laughs) (laughs) All for that stupid podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Worth it. Also, shout out Tom McClyman. Uh, Today's his birthday. So listening, actually, yesterday was his birthday. And Aaron Bauman's birthday today, too. Oh, boy, happy birthday, buddy boy. But no, I was going to say, Tom, I, I put on our social medias when I was watching the Free Jacks game, like, anybody else watching this game? And Tom... Freaking replied on Instagram, and he said, "Probably all three of your followers or something stupid
3: like that." (laughs) A very time a
0: climate thing to say. It was pretty funny, but also hurt. But I can't be mad. It's his birthday. Purple. (laughs) (laughs) But Mark Blong sent a picture that he was watching. Nate Leon. Oh, yeah. He texted me a picture that he was watching, and then a couple of other people, a, a lot of people liked it. So, I mean, I'd say at least 10 people were. At least 10. 10 fans. <laughs> we're watching. We have more than 10, <laughs> like 12. Yeah, Maybe 13 <laughs> tops. Now we're getting weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. Phil, talk about yourself. What are you most proud of about yourself? How are you feeling? Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. Fresh legs, fresh
2: legs, fresh, likes, likes, fresh likes.
0: That was good. You saw what I was doing there. Uh, You did it. You ended it.